You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. <laughs> it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet. Like the guy sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, and the guy sitting across from me once killed a guy in a badminton game. <laughs> I'm Jamie Flanagan. Here to make sure everybody has a good time. Brian is an animal behaviorist and a dog trainer. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. We're here to, to help you with your pets. AnimalTalkRadio.com, that's the website, and uh, all the social medias as well. Animal Talk Radio. So find them, and when you find this on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, all the, all the, the, the podcast locations, make sure you like, subscribe, and, and, and say hi to ho <laughs> and stay in touch. Uh, to keep your world, uh, you know, straight. Yeah. So, Brian, how is uh, how you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good, Jamie. Yeah. You know, we're having uh, this this heat and sun. It's yeah. just fantastic. I love it. I know. Uh, I've seen a lot of people walking their dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are better behaved than others. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, you know what? Uh, my fiance, her son, is uh, very allergic. To, okay. to dog saliva. Oh, okay. Right. You know, and what do dogs like to do when they meet somebody? Exactly. They exactly. like to lick them. So, you know, um, be mindful of that. You know, when you're walking your dog out, right. uh, out and about, that not everybody, you know, wants, their, wants your dog to, to jump up on them. I, I enjoy it. I like it when, when a strange dog comes up and wants to... Say hi to you. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, some people are very allergic. They get upset? They get upset. They get... Well, they get, they get puffy. They get... Uh, <laughs> they get... <laughs> You don't want to be. You don't want to get puffy. No, no. I mean, that's what happens to um, the little guy. He gets uh, uh, instantly. He'll uh, he'll get hives. You know, if the dog if a if a dog licks him. So, you know, it's um. And some people are just scared of dogs, right? You know, but uh, I see people just let their dog off the leash or just you know give their dog too much free rein. Dog goes jumping on people, scaring people. So um, yeah, just be be mindful, Jamie. I will. I'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> you have your so, yeah. out for a walk. So we figured we figured something out. Uh, Zoe, she well, she's not much a walker anymore. She's she's really she's like sixteen and uh, moving very slowly. Her back legs are very arthritic, so uh, walks are kind of done for her. But when she used to be able to go on walks, uh, she was very leash aggressive. When she was on the leash, leash, she was a mad woman. She's mm-hmm. just just psychotic, and. We'd be walking on it, just losing her mind. And, and Colleen's like, well, you know, it's the leash and you just don't hold the leash right. And I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, you take it. And then the dog's doing the exact same thing, uh, except turns on her and gets out of the collar and then, you know, (laughs) runs into the trouble. So I I was paying like 15% attention to that story. Right, right. So was the leash on Colleen? What's? No, the the leash was on Zoe the dog. Okay. And, uh. I was paying attention. I was wondering if you'd slip up and say, well, you know, sometimes. So well. (laughs) Oh, we'll we'll get to that. You naughty little minx. (laughs) But, uh, so very, very leash aggressive right Mm -hmm. so uh she said you know if you let the leash go she'll be just fine uh like like turn it loose (laughs) yeah but here's the thing right because we don't have a fence uh and we don't even have an electronic fence and if there's a dog walking down the street zoe just sits there and just uh, oh yeah that's another piece that's kind of cool sometimes she'll stand up and look at it but you know that's that's a well-behaved animal yeah yeah Yeah. she's uh, always the luckiest people uh on the planet with this dog ever but uh we were out one time and this dog is charging at us and it it was getting close 
And she's like, Colleen was like, drop the leash. And, uh, I, I, I thought she said drop the leash. <laughs> That's not what she said. No. <laughs> Uh, but I dropped the leash. Dropped the leash. Uh, it didn't end well for <laughs> that other dog. Um, yeah. Thanks. So yeah, Zoe got a so hold. So you're of- you're one of these dog owners that can be a menace at times. I was I was a menace. Yes. Okay. Um, no, I always I always like you know make a super point of going the other way. And Colleen's like drop the leash. I think she said don't drop the yeah. leash. But because <laughs> we had just like earlier that week talked about well if you just let it go she'd probably be fine. Yeah. And so that's what I thought she said. And, uh, yeah, so, so got a whole of that other else in all likelihood. Yeah. She said, you ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, that might've been, uh, that might've been it yeah. actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mercy. So we were, uh, we were watching movies and I, I wish I had my machine. Did you watch there. a ghost story? We did. No, we didn't watch a ghost oh, story. man. Yet. That's, uh, we haven't, I didn't, uh, I, I haven't, I didn't, I, I didn't look it up. I, I want your review of that movie. I do. I, I thought can, I made that clear a couple I weeks know, ago. No, I want to see it. Uh, but I haven't done that. But, uh, where, where, where's this quote from? Come from? Shoot the hostage. Shoot the hostage. Yeah. Where, uh, you know where that quote comes from? I don't know. Some, uh, Bruce Willis flick? No, no, no. Shoot the hostage. Shoot the hostage. Oh, um, the, the Matrix. No, uh, close. You got the right guy. Uh, Keanu. But yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but it's a. It's a. It's a. It's not a movie that. That's a big shoot 'em up movie. What's to do with what? more driving? Oh, the the bus one. Speed. Yeah. yeah speed. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, but at the, at the beginning and the end, there's more shoot 'em up stuff. But mm-hmm. the rest of it's just driving and driving. Stay on. Get off. Stay on. Get off. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so shoot the hostage. Um, <laughs> someone. Someone. Had been watching uh, reruns of of Speed uh, a little too much, I think. Policeman shoots Groundhog dead as it tries to cross the busy road. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our law enforcement to protect and serve everything but groundhogs. Apparently, uh, the deputy put the animal down for public safety. The officer said uh, the policeman pulled out the gun and, and shot dead a groundhog that was trying to cross a road. Um, uh, the officer tried and failed uh, to hurt it to safety, so he put it down instead. Uh, Wait, hap- so so he's trying to save it? Yeah, and because he couldn't save it, he shot it. Yeah, it ha- this happened over in Maryland. Uh, it's uh, and it was filmed. <laughs> it was uh, filmed by a driver. Everybody's everybody Scorsese. Everybody's got a camera out. Did the uh, did he claim that it, he's got it his hand down? over? He's got his hand over his body cam. So he's <laughs> taking shots at the groundhog. Good uh, gosh! So the animal ran towards the cop. He pulled out the gun and, and shot, injuring injuring it. Um, he didn't kill it? Yeah, he's, uh, he attempted to move the rodent out of the road. So the animal, uh, yeah, the, the, sheriff, the sheriff office said the animal was creating a hazard. Uh, and the policeman shot it, believing it was either that um, or, you know, people could get hurt. And the animal already believed, uh, they believed that it was already been hit once uh, and it was already injured. So. Well, here, here's an idea. Here's an yeah. idea. Everyone stay in your car. Yeah. Uh, stop traffic. Yeah. And in about 35 seconds, it'll be over. Yeah. He'll, he'll cross the road. He'll get interested in something else. Or maybe throw a, a carrot stick uh, on the side of the road uh-huh. for him to chase. I can't, I can't believe he opened fire on a public highway uh, taking down an animal. That's just nuts. Yeah, I think he was watching speed too much. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot the hostage. Holy Jesus. crap. Not, not cool. Uh, a little bit of retraining is in order. <laughs> I think, I, I think they might. My goodness, uh, 
they might need the, I mean, might need a little help with that one. Where do they get these cops? Ah, oh, that's just uh, a little kooky. Um, here's the thing. Um, question uh, from, from and dear animal talk. Uh, are barky dogs just poorly trained? Right. Um, or are they just genetically that way? It's very annoying to walk down the street or the alley and have a dog bark, bark, bark at the top of his lung at every step you take. Even after you, you pass the yard and you're further away, it's still barking away. Um, as if you're the biggest threat in the world. And when you tell the dog to shut up, um, the owner gets mad at you. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are these dogs just poorly trained? Uh, or what's the deal with barky dogs? Well, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, yeah. some dogs, uh, definitely uh, have a more of a propensity or less propensity to bark, mm-hmm. right? So you have dogs. And, and, you know, one of the theories of how dogs and humans came together mm-hmm. was the fact that they're protective. Wow. You know, so they would protect the camp protect the um uh you know the, the the people in the camp they're they're good at alerting to when there's uh danger or there's strangers around so right. dogs are good for that so that's probably one of the reasons why dogs were brought into you know human encampments to begin with so um yeah uh so that's so dogs do have a propensity to do that some dogs are are more vocal than others but they also since it is part of their behavior repertoire right it can also become something that they rely on for stress, you know, relieving stress. So sometimes dogs uh, left untrained and unchecked, yeah, they'll they'll get uh, too yappy and they'll just start barking at anything and everything. It gets, yeah. it, it it dissipates the stress, and you know, it's uh, it's something they enjoy doing anyways. But yeah, so probably a little bit of everything thrown in there. If, I, if it's if it's real excessive, it's probably a training issue. I hate barky dogs. I know. Yeah. My my Zoe, she's like she's like quiet like a church church mouse. She does not hardly ever. Uh, she got in the habit of barking to come back in the house. Yeah, which is good. She but she barks once, one wolf. Yeah, and then she'll wait like two minutes. And if we're you know we're not right there, another just, one, just one. Woof, that's it. Just one bark. And it's like, oh my god! Open the door, hugger. You are the best dog on the planet. But a buddy of mine, uh, and they have these two. I don't know collie kind of things and it's just oh man just insane when you're walking up the walk and for the first 10 20 minutes you're in the house and if everybody's sitting and settled and you're sitting around you know having dinner or cocktails or whatever and if somebody gets up you know after a half hour another 10 minutes of barky 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 it's yeah, like oh yeah. jesus mary and joseph yeah. so it's just it makes me nuts it's like oh can you train them not to and then, and then the, 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 the female in, in the, in the, in the household, uh, she starts talking to him in a real high squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just sit there going, that's only encouraging yeah. it. That only makes it more. It only makes it worse, yeah. do, but, uh, you know, the, uh, your, your dog who just barks once yeah. and then lets it go. Kind of reminds me of a joke. I heard a long time ago. A nun joke. You want to hear a nun joke? Sure, sure. A nun uh, joins this uh, order of of nuns. You know, I I, I don't know the, the proper terms. Uh, this it's not a monastery. That's for priests. Right? Convent. They go to they join the convent. This, this one particular, particular convent. Uh, the, the nuns are only allowed to, to speak every seven years. Wow. So uh, nun joins after seven years. She's brought into the mother superior's office and she said, "You've been here, sister, sister Mary. You've been here seven mm. years. Do you have anything to say?" And she said, "Uh." uh the bed is hard. And she said, very well, you said what you wanted to say. And then seven years later, <laughs> she calls Sister Mary in. Sister Mary, it's been uh, 14 years. Uh, 
do you have anything to say? She said, um, the floor is cold. <laughs> I said, very well. You said what you wanted to say. And then uh, another seven years goes by. Sister Mary comes in. Uh, Mother Superior says, you've been here 21 years. Do you have anything to say? She says, I quit. <laughs> and Mother Superior says, I don't blame you. You've been bitching ever since you got here. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like your dog, just barks once. Yes, that once is it. Every seven years. So speaking of nuns, uh, what's the most you've ever paid for sex, Brian? <laughs> most I've ever paid for sex? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Let me add up all my lawyer fees. <laughs> oh. My goodness. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> Anywhere near 60 million? Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Who's this? Justifies breeding rights are being said to be sold to Coolmore for $60 million. What? Time for horse sex. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I better come with, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, Justify, it's up for the uh, the Triple Crown, right? Is Ooh. it? Uh, that's coming up, right? Or did uh, that happen? I don't know. Well, the triple. Uh, the, well, the, he's won two. He's won two of the three. Yeah, the first one is the is a Kentucky Derby. Yep. The second one is the Preakness, Preakness and then uh, there's a third one. The third <laughs> one is uh, Belmont. Yeah, Belmont. Has the Belmont happened yet? I, I don't know. Us on a pet show. I don't know. You ever see me wearing one of those fancy hats? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get into this. <laughs> if there was only a device where you could access information. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's why I yell at my kids in school all the time. I go, no, literally, literally, you could pick up your phone and just ask it, <laughs> and it will tell you. There's a a comedian, um, and she was uh, talking about her her kids. You know, when was, is the Belmont Stakes? <laughs> and she and she said, whatever whatever the the situation with the kids, she goes, you know, it seems to me it was very Googleable. <laughs> so in other words, leave me alone. That's oh. A, let me see. Yeah. So, it, 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 no, it does make me crazy, though. It's it's uh, it's, it's a ah. Do you teach them or just point them to Google? What what grade do you teach, Jamie? Uh, high school. So I, I see all four grade levels because I, I do uh, yearbook and newspaper and broadcast and some English twelve. So I you like know, I like the, your in, teaching. Uh, your your teaching anecdotes and your stories. It's um yeah. Uh, I I just I just enjoy thinking of kids as just dumb. Oh yeah, because they are dumb, aren't they? So, they're 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 learning. <laughs> they're learning. They're yeah. emerging as young adults. I'll sit there and I'll, I'll like some somebody will do something really ridiculous, or I'll open an email from one of the adults, <laughs> and uh, and then I'll just look at the kids and look at like, like what? What's wrong, Mister Flanagan? I go. I looked at my email, and they're like, "You shouldn't do that." I go, "I know. I hate people." And then they all—they're like, "I go. You guys don't count yet. You're not people yet. You haven't gotten there." No, they're still. Living. I go. Once you're over eighteen, if you're still doing what you're doing, then you're on my list. Until then, they're just fetuses. That's it. So, you, I go. There's still a chance for you guys. There's still a chance. They're barely aware. I go. It's slim, but you, you, there's still a chance for it. So, uh, but yeah, so justify, uh, the breeding rights are, are being sold, uh, for $60 million. That's, that's unfathomable. Um, so yeah, the first horse since 1882 to win the Kentucky Derby without having competed as a two year old followed that by winning the Preakness. Um, and the, the breeding rights are being, uh, sold to Coolmore Stud, um, which, uh, negotiated before the Preakness. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so it hasn't been announced publicly, but there's a, a bonus $25 million if Justify can pull off the Triple Crown sweep. That oh, that's June 9th. Crazy. So the Belmont happens on June 9th, so that's still uh, a week out, a week and a couple of days out, depending on, or pat in the past, depending on when people listen. Uh, so yeah, so it's, uh, June 9 is when the Belmont happens. So the, the, the Triple Crown is, is still up for grabs. Um, yep, $50,000. It gets, uh, $50,000 per live fall. 200, let's see. Coolmore stands. Uh, stands American Pharaoh. Uh, 2015 became the first horse in 37 years to sweep the Triple Crown. Uh, the 2018 fee in the United States has not been disclosed, but in the past couple of years, he was commanding $200,000 per live foal, um, producing an average of 150 live foals in a breeding season in Kentucky. American Pharaoh is racking up more than $35 million in stallion fees. Uh, he's heading to Australia for fall breeding season and commanding about $50,000 per live fall uh, when they head over to Australia. That's American Pharaoh getting that kind of money. So, that is uh, incredible. That's... I guess I'm not going to give up my day job just yet. <laughs> um, Put me out to stud. Jeez. That is uh, that's pretty amazing. That's some good money. Yeah, good gig if you can get out. <laughs> For sure. So uh, I think I have another email. My computer is backed in wonky, so I closed it up, and now I'm opening it back up. And I think, I think, I think, I think I had another email in here for you. And I could have swore I saved a document, and I would have sworn I saved a document. You really but... need to uh, watch the sites you go to and – and maybe uh, get a virus scan, some kind <laughs> yeah. of protection on your computer. This is like my school computer too. So look out. Maybe spray with Lysol or something. I don't think so. All right. That is long gone. Uh, remember the uh, Olympics? Oh, yeah. yeah. So there was uh, – remember the animal trouble with the Olympics? Which trouble was this? Uh, Korea and the people eating dog. Oh right? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. there's uh, there's trouble. There's the World Cups coming up, right? Is another one of the massive uh, global stage for sports, and that's uh, coming up. And the the World Cup is uh, headed to Russia this time around. So there were massive culls before mm-hmm. the 2014 Sochi Olympics, and animal rights activists in uh, World Cup series of Sochi. Uh, fear history could repeat itself. Earlier this year, Russia's deputy prime, prime minister, Vitaly Mukto, met with animal rights activists to discuss their fears that stray dogs would be exterminated ahead of the football World Cup. Didn't they? Didn't? didn't uh, uh, wasn't Brazil caught up in that too? I mean, yeah, before, you know they would because uh, they had a lot of stray dogs yeah. too. So Mukto pledged to stop all cruelty. So just they'll exterminate exterminate them humanely, uh, and said he had ordered construction for shelters for strays. So that that's good. Hmm. But you know what they say and what they do sometimes sometimes two very different things. Activists allege that dog killings continue, even though Mukto uh, made that promise. His words are meaningless. 
and the governments are not compelled to follow city governments are not compelled to follow federal recommendations so even if the you know the kremlin says hey don't do that you know yeah. city x can say uh, we got work to do well you know many parts of the world jamie uh feral dogs yeah. are kind of treated like um you know, just uh, like birds or rats or any other, you know, sure. animal that just kind of coexists. Uh, I was in Greece yeah. uh, a year or so ago, and um, right in Athens, dogs, stray dogs everywhere crossing the streets, and nobody seems to notice or care. Right. And they just kind of hang out, and some of the shop owners feed them and, and leave water dishes out for them. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just not uh, – I, I guess it's just not a, a you know a, – a, a concept worldwide that you know you you don't want stray dogs in the street. So um, yeah, I can see how it can be a, it can be yeah. a big problem. They do have contracts. They do you know pay money. Their contracts to regulate the number of stray dogs and private companies pick them up annually in Russia. And there is some evidence that uh, they they do attempt to manage the problem, but uh, it's just not working. An online petition launched. By one of the activists late last year was calling on Russian President Vladimir Putin to cancel contracts ahead of the World Cup uh, because, uh, you know, uh, it just wasn't working. So mm-hmm. and they definitely want the exterminators contracts uh, canceled. Uh, and Putin is known to have several pet dogs and speaks about his love for animals often. Um, you know so how you get rid of those dogs? Though? How do you get rid of those dogs? Uh, tell Vladimir that they're anti-Putin and uh, oh, they'll disappear, all right. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along with the journalists and uh, and anyone else who yeah has something sideways to say about uh, mm-hmm. your buddy Vladimir. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin. So uh, yeah, so another uh, big job for the the people. So there's online petitions, and I'm sure there's places you can fund and send money to. Careful where you send your money to, though. Yeah, there's uh we don't want to name any things by by name, but uh, they're they're not always policed or watched dogged as as well as they should be, because uh, companies are making money off of fundraising, uh, regardless of how reputable that fundraising might be. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, what's the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? <laughs> the worst thing I've ever had. Uh, I just like these lead-ins. I'm having fun with my lead-ins today. Oh, <laughs> uh, rotten milk, Jamie. <laughs> rotten milk. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah. That's nasty. Uh, I once had some uh, soggy kitty litter hit my mouth. Oh, man, alive. Man. Really? Yeah, I was scooping, and uh. the edge of the scooper got caught, and it flinged up. <laughs> and it was like, oh, man, I ran up, and I was rushing and pouring peroxide oh. down my throat. That was about the, one of the oh. nastiest things Ever there's there's probably other things I've I've blocked from my memory. That, uh, <laughs> That's I think that was the worst uh, thing. But uh, suspected poacher eaten by lions in South Africa. What? Well, so that live by the sword, die by the sword. That right? Lion's not going to get that taste out of his mouth anytime <laughs> soon. Wow. Uh, police believe the victim. <laughs> and then I giggle at these things. Is it wrong? Is that wrong? It's wrong. All right. So keep laughing, I'm, I'm li- knowing that you're wrong. He's a poacher. Yeah, he's a poacher. So, he, you know, and the lion ate him. 
It's justice, right? It's justice. It's poetic uh, justice. Poetic. So police believe the victim was hunting in the game park when he was attacked and killed. A suspected poacher has been killed and eaten by a pride of lions in South Africa, leaving the police just his head to identify him. Yikes. Yeah, the man uh, was heard screaming uh, in the uh, nature, a private nature preserve um, in a place in, in South Africa that I'm not going to try to pronounce. <laughs> Hoda Spirit. Yeah, I shouldn't have yeah, done that. Uh, but the lions quickly killed their victim and ate most of his body before being chased away, leaving only his head untouched. Mm. Uh, at first, the police thought uh, the dead man was a tractor driver who worked the game reserve. However, they established that farmer was alive uh, and realized the deceased man may have been a hunter. Uh, the police confirmed they were investigating the possibility the man could have been a poacher. Uh, after a hunting rifle, hunting rifle was found close to what was left of his body. Officers in Limpopopo have uh, called the Department of Home Affairs to help identify the man. Mm. Uh, it seems the victim was poaching in the game park when he was attacked and killed by lions. They ate his body, nearly all of it, and left his head and some remains, Limpopopo police spoken, spokesman said. Uh, the, the reserve has refused to comment, uh, but the police investigation is still underway. According to estimates, how many think, uh, people are killed by lions every year in Africa? Um, Give me an over or under. 17. Uh, you are under. How many people? 250 people a year. What? In, are you in kidding In Africa, me? killed by lions. Really? Yep. That's, uh, research by the International Union for Conservation of Nature found that uh, between 1993 and uh, 2014, the populations of lions in Africa has been reduced by 42%. So they're doing what they can to get back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> 250 yeah. people a year. That's a lot. You'd think you would hear more of these stories. Yeah, that's People stunning. getting chopped. Um, so he, they, he likes his human poached, huh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> little uh, little poacher tartar. Yeah. <laughs> poached, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's fewer than uh, 20,000 lions left uh, in Africa. So uh, their bones are highly prized with skeletons sold up to uh, $10,000. And their skins can sell for like $5,000. Uh, the teeth fetch like a grand a piece. Mm. So, yeah. So that's it. So a tax comes month after the poacher was charged and killed by a rhino. Um, a name I can't pronounce. A guy was hunting rhino in Naimbia, and uh, a rhino said, "Wait, was this a poacher or just a, the, a poacher?" Yeah, yeah, no, a poacher uh, was was attacked and killed. Lutini Makaharawakawa. Um, yeah, a rhino ran him over. And what they do with rhinos? They go out there and they'll go out there with like a chainsaw. And they'll sedate the rhinos, Ugh. and they'll chainsaw. I mean, but no, like the conservation. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. They'll All go right. out there with a chainsaw, and they'll 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 chainsaw off the uh, rhinos' horns because that's what the poachers are after. Yeah, the poachers go out there and do the same thing, but they kill usually kill them and leave them, you know, leave them to rot. Mm -hmm. You know, so the the conservationists they go out there and they they trim down their 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 horns so people don't want to steal them yeah I, you know I, I never really got that you know the trophy hunting the big the, the big animals like that i mean no. i'm not anti-hunting you know no. if you want to kill something and cook it up i'll eat it yeah but uh, i don't hunt myself but i mean um 
I'm not against it, but the, this whole thing about the, these trophy animals that are endangered, all it does is put more of a premium on it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, why would you uh, – it's not like deer in Michigan where there are too many deer for the food supply. Yeah. And if they don't cull some of the deer, mm-hmm. more deer are going to starve than would have been culled in, in a licensed hunt. Yeah. So, uh, you know, am I out doing it? No, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a hunter. Yeah. I'll go to a hunting cabin. You're more of a gatherer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will gather in a cabin with a bunch of beer and a nice warm fire yeah. and uh, say, what are you idiots doing? <laughs> so, no, I got a couple of friends with hunting cabins. I won't go yeah. when they're hunting, hunting, because they're too, they're just too damn serious. Yeah. I just, I'm never, I'm not that serious about anything. <laughs> it's like, what? you're getting up at like the crack of dawn to go sit in the wet and the cold. I'm like, what? Yeah. How is that fun? <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, I mean, if that's your gig, then that's it. You know, but they have their licenses and they only take what they can. And if and it's sustainable. Yeah. It's, and you know, uh, most of the hunters I know, they, uh, they eat, they eat what they, what they kill. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, but what's wrong with that? If you're chasing after rhino horns. Yeah. That's just, you know, why, why shoot a giraffe? Seriously. Why? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's not like they can hide. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's a palm tree around. Yeah. Yeah. So just not cool, man. Uh, I, just, I swear I had some questions in here for you. I knew I did, but they escaped me. Um, I do have a, another story here. Well, you know what questions are coming up? What questions uh, are, are coming the, up? The, uh, in next month or so? Yeah. Jamie. Fourth of July, oh, fireworks. In yeah, fact, oh you know, people God. start that stuff early now. Uh, Memorial Day. We yeah. were, uh, yeah, we went to, um, I want to talk about polar bears, right? Colleen's grandfather. Uh, this It's the uh, centennial. It's the 100th anniversary of uh, the polar bear expedition. It's the uh, American North Russian Expeditionary Forces. Uh, it was like 1918 to 1919. Uh, and they sent troops, and the troops they sent to North Russia uh, were – the 90 percent of the troops were from Michigan. 75 percent of the people were from the metro Detroit area. And uh, I don't know anything about this. This is hundreds, amazing. Hundreds of guys went to North Russia because um, the czar, right, the U.S. was supporting the czar. Uh, and so we gave him a bunch of guns. And then right around the, that time, the czar fell out of power because uh, Rasputin screwed him over. And uh, – Rasputin was it was really a thing. So um so Rasputin and the whole czar and they fell and so all the American guns were over there. They were made specifically for Russia, but uh, they they were our guns. So they sent these troops over to reclaim the guns, basically. Say, so, okay, you're done with that. Uh, the czar is gone. We're going to take these back now. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't uh, 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 anyway. But so they went to reclaim these these guns and uh, what Colleen's grandfather was one of the the polar bears that That's and crazy. they called themselves they called themselves the the polar bears. There's uh, the cemetery up. Um, on I-75 here in Michigan. So uh, it's, it's the white, uh, everybody calls it the, the White Castle Cemetery. Uh, it's the White Chapel. But the sign, the big sign, it's like this big, it looks like a big White Castle sign. <laughs> you know what I'm, talking, yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. So, And uh, there's a monument there. And they have been, they have been um, celebrating this for, I think, 89 years. Uh, they've been holding a, a Memorial Day uh, celebration uh, for the last eighty nine uh, years there at the at the white 
at the White Castle, at the White Chapel uh, Cemetery. So, but this is the 100th anniversary of uh, of them shipping off to uh, to North Russia to collect those guns. And there's a lot of the servicemen who passed um, in the expedition um, are buried there. Uh, and anybody, because uh, Colleen's grandfather survived when he came home, so he had the choice when he when he passed. But they had a family plot uh, somewhere else, so he's not buried there. But uh, their names are all there, all the guys that were part of the expedition. And uh, oh, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's and it's you know 1918. It's a hundred years. What's really cool is that uh, we have this shell, right? And it's it's probably a foot long. It's a, a big mortar shell. Or a big, you know, big mm-hmm. tank shot or a big gun shell, um, and it's trench art, and it's uh, it's really beautiful because there's like here's the animal connection right there, stags on it, so like the, etched into the side the, of the breast. Yep. So the servicemen would have they would just create art just to pass the time while they were there. <laughs> In Russia, not trying to not freeze their butts off, and uh, they would create the, this trench art, is what it's called. Uh, started there in World War One and continued through you know every conflict that's come since, um, and probably before. But uh, so the U.S. their big one there was the trench art, um, uh, and this beautiful shell, and so it has his initials on it and the uh, the the acronym for the thing that's the A N R E F or whatever. Yeah, and you have um, those. Yeah, Colony's brother does. Yeah, wow, and so he cool. brought it. He brought it to the the tribute because we went and, and they had a they had a flyover, uh, and then we had a shell out, and it's like all these vets, all just all these some of, some of these older dudes, some of these Korean vets and the, the Vietnam vets. They were coming up, and some other people whose grandfathers. They're like, we used to have one of those, and it got lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just amazed by it. It was really just amazing. It's art. Uh, if you had Facebook, you would have seen it because mm. I posted pictures on the face space there, but. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing stuff. Uh, polar bears, though, they're Very the cool. there's an the animal tie right there. They're polar bears uh, picking up the guns and that Rasputin. You know, po- polar bears line. don't actually have white fur. No. What color is it, Jamie? Uh, isn't it? Uh, is it clear? It's clear. Yeah. yeah. It's like a fiber optic thing, so it it absorbs the. But their skin is like warmth, almost black too, though. Isn't it? I don't. I don't know this. Okay, but yeah, the uh, it, it kind of absorbs the light and the and the heat and warms up the polar bear. Clear hair, just like yours. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's. Uh, I, uh, I had I had another email here, but I just can't find the dang thing. Um, so, did you ever misplace like your house keys? It's a story of my life. It's getting worse. <laughs> you got to get one of those little tiles. I I, re, I, repla- I I misplace everything. Are you kidding me? So they have well the new right your phone right you, if you, if you can keep your phone attached to you and you put those little tiles those and you can use your phone to find all the other things in in your life. Um, I think this family might need to put one of those tiles on their cat because the family finds their missing cat alive under the floor of their house two months after it burned down. After the house burned down. <laughs> yes. Uh, a family's house burned down in Michigan two months ago, and their cat didn't make it out. Very troubling. They visited the rubble on the Sunday for the first time, and their dog actually found the cat who was still alive under the floor. Uh, she hadn't had food or water in two months, but the vet says that she's doing fairly well and, and should recover. Well, she had to find some kind of water in two months. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Someone said, well, if it was the house was on fire and they sprayed it down, there was probably yeah. fire water in there, right? Fire water. Not fire water, but 
for water from the firefighters. Sure. So two months ago, Christy Marr and her family uh, from this happened in South Haven. Um, yeah, it happened in South Haven. Lost their house. Um, they were all okay, and the firefighters saved the pet dog, but the cat didn't make it out. Uh, they they were there. The dog started digging around and scratching a spot on the floor, and the family checked, and they heard a faint meowing sound. They pulled apart the boards. Ta-da! There's the cat tucked away in a little hole, somehow surviving. Eight lives left. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, the vets uh, said she's very, very skinny, but miraculously doing quite well. Cats are amazing. I found a litter of kittens one time, and um, there were four of them, and uh, three of them were dead. Oh. Uh, they were abandoned. Oh. And one of them uh, was, you know, the appearance, they, they looked dead. They all did. And one was warmer than the others. And um, I picked it up and kind of warmed it up a little bit. Yeah. And it started moving slightly. And I took some milk, Jamie. Yeah. I put some milk in my mouth. And I, I kind of like, you know, uh, force fed it some milk. In about a half an hour, this kitten was up running around. Get out. And uh, I don't know how long it, it, they had been abandoned. But, uh, yeah, I mean, cats are amazing. Yeah, cats, cats are tough animals. That's why they say they got the nine lives because yeah. uh, they are hardy creatures. Mm-hmm. What's uh, you're more of a dog guy, but you've had some cats in your life. So what was the longest cat that you had in your life? What was a uh, you um, had one for a long time? Yeah, probably, uh, probably about eight years. Yeah. See, when I was a kid, we kept cats outside. Oh, that's it. Yep. We out- had yep. Outdoor though. cats tend not to live as long. No. And uh, uh, I shot one of my cats accidentally with a BB gun when I was a kid. I used to go shoot birds and stuff. That's what you did back in the day, uh, back 100 years ago when I was a kid. You'd shoot birds. You'd okay, shoot... Davy Crockett. Yeah, yeah. And um, there was one, like, berry bush that uh, birds would land in, and I was kind of, like, clearing the bush out a little bit. I, I took a shot at one of the birds, and I, I heard a, a loud noise. I shot my cat accidentally. And he lived the rest of his life, years, uh, with this BB. Oh, so, okay. You didn't – okay. No. I thought when you said you shot it, I thought you, like, you shot and killed. So you just no. – okay, you shot it. Okay. Yeah, I shot it and uh, I felt All terrible. Right, this is getting better. I felt, I felt terrible <laughs> about it. He this limped, is slightly better. He limped around for okay. about a week. And again, back then, we no vets. No, I knew vets existed. Veterinarians existed. You're but, whacking off I and mean, shot the dog. I'm like, <laughs> Um, that is a different story. <laughs> uh, Where'd that box of BBs go? <laughs> Sitting over the stove. <laughs> but I did, yeah, I shot, I shot my cat accidentally and as a kid, and uh cat was fine after uh. about a week of limping around, and the, the BB stayed right under its skin. Uh. You, you know, when you pet the cat, you can kind of like yeah. move it around under its skin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, ah, the good old days. The good old. That's back in the seventies. You know, we didn't wear seatbelts. Yeah, nothing was safe back then. Nothing was, uh, you know, <laughs> was was ready for prime time. I mean, we, you know, I'm surprised we made it. That was pretty dumb, Brian. What? That dumb? Oh, d- what? What's... You were dumb. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's that's how it was. Not as dumb as this criminal. Oh no. <laughs> I just like my lead. It's the day for lead-ins. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's worse than the stepbrothers uh, lead in when they're. Uh, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> Keeping the faith. Uh, a woman robs a store, gets arrested because she brought her dog along. Uh, finally, some payback for those people who insist on bringing their dogs everywhere. A 26 year old woman 
named Clara robbed a burger place in Oklahoma City on Sunday while armed with a hammer. Uh, a hammer. <laughs> and she brought her dog along for it too. Um, it's a pit bull, and she left it outside, so she didn't uh, she didn't bring it up to be an intimidation factor or anything. Uh, she smashed a, a credit card machine with her hammer and tried to take the entire cash register, but it was bolted down. So she broke it open and ran off with a bunch of cash. The cops eventually caught up with her, even though she took to uh, scaling a few fences and uh, dodged away. Um, Ambitious little robber, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Man, she's very And, and so she, she took too long trying to get over the fences to get away because she had to uh, take the dog with her <laughs> to get over the fences. <laughs> So uh, well, you know what? In fairness to her, it might not have been dumb. It may have been take your dog to work day, and then yeah, because <laughs> that's that was probably it. So she yeah. finally she left the dog and started running, and so the cops were chasing her, and the co- the dog was running with the police after her. <laughs> Everybody's trying to catch up with mom. <laughs> dog is like this way. This, way. <laughs> this is fun. So she's facing charges for robbery with a dangerous weapon. Wow. Mm, what was that uh, woman? Uh, the name, the 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 methany meth face. What was that? Uh, was like, <laughs> yeah, her name was Crystal Methvin, <laughs> she, and she got arrested showed, for. She showed up on the police blotter. She was arrested for uh, possession of crystal meth. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you got to give your child a good name. Uh, crystal meth methlin methvin is not a good name. It's going to lead to, you know, you've, you've read those studies where people by the last name of Baker, you know, disproportionate number of them end up being Bakers and right, you know, right, that sort right, of thing. Right. Yeah. So uh, John Plummer mm-hmm. works in the mill yard. <laughs> yep. Joey Paperclip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Works for office supplies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I, this, is, this is an interesting one, and I, I think you may not have an answer for it. Uh, I always have an answer, Jamie. I always have an answer. Okay. All right. How do I deter cats from going in the sandbox outside? I'd like to make a sandbox sand pit for my kids, but the problem is – now, here's the problem. Uh, There are stray cats around, uh, and I don't want them to use it as a litter box. Um, I'm not handy enough, and no one else is handy enough here to make one of the fancy hinged lids that you see on Pinterest uh, and the goofy plastic ones at your big box stores uh, are too tiny and the lids don't stay on those anyway. So how can I keep the neighborhood cats from doing a deuce in the sandbox? What you could do, you could make the sandbox uh, a size that's, um, say, the same as maybe a um, cover for a picnic table mm. that you know kind of cinches around the, around the edges. Look at you being smart. Yeah, you know, something like Because you're not going to be able to train – a neighbor or a feral cat? Uh, no, you'll no. have a hard enough time if it was your own cat trying to train it. Cats are it's like herding cats, right? right? Yeah, training not, cats is like herding cats. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not going to be successful. Don't use the word to define the word, <laughs> Mister Flanagan. All right. So, uh, but yeah. So I mean, even training your own animal, yeah. as far as cat cats, it's it's a tricky business. You can train cats, right? But it's tricky, tricky business. But to train somebody else's cat or even a feral cat. Not so much. Here's, so you gotta. Here's there's got to be another way to skin the cat. Here's uh, here. Here's, can you get a word in edgewise? Yeah. I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> keep going. Come on. Here's right. what comes to mind. All right. You're building a sandbox, mm-hmm. but you don't have the skill set to build a lid for the sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can nail three boards together. The hinges are readily available. 
Yeah. And so are sheets of plywood. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy. And cinder blocks. Cinder blocks. And then set those cinder blocks on top of it. Barbed wire. <laughs> There's all sorts of ways to... Yeah. yeah, or like I said, a soft cover of some kind that you know that uh, you use to cover a patio set or something like that, mm-hmm. or even uh, yeah. I mean, you 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 can buy those with the uh, you know elastic around the edge for all sorts of things. You can buy them for bicycles, you know, motorcycles, cars. So they come in all different shapes and sizes. So keep be mindful of that when you're designing your sandbox, so that you could have uh, you know some kind of a, a cover that you can you can purchase. Soft cover you can purchase. And then you keep a beach ball, right? You keep a big ball or an exercise ball in the middle of the sand pit, put the cover over it so the rain ah. falls And then off. you keep another beach ball on your deck and you see that cat out there and you just kind of whip the beach ball at it and whip go, the... what the devil? And they, they'll stop coming That's around. That's right. That's right. So and an air horn. Air horn. Beach ball. Get yourself a beach, two beach balls and an air horn. That's right. Would be my suggestion. Um, I had another story here that I had a good – Lead in, but I'm not seeing it. Well, right you told me about now. a uh, a tragic a tragic event uh, with a young baby and a pit bull. Oh well, that was just I didn't I didn't print off that story because it made me sad. But there, yeah, there was a, a pit bull. Um, there was a pit bull uh, attack, and an eight month old was killed by a pit bull um, earlier this week. Again, I, again, I didn't I didn't even click through because I was it just. It's just way too sad. I don't, you know, I don't know if it was just clickbait or what, but uh, yeah, it was just, no, it was a story about a guy who got busted for trying to smuggle snakes. And my lead-in was going to be: Is that a snake in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Mm. But I can't find my snake story, so we'll leave it at that. Those you, those people always get caught they're, they're going through the airport. What are you with, are you with ninety snakes <laughs> in his pants? What are, you, what are you thinking? Yeah, you're going to get away with that. And is it really is it really worth it? How many yeah. how many snakes you got to sell to make that worth it? <laughs> a lot. Uh, so it's uh, but it's spring, right? Uh, people listen to this at uh, random times, but uh, when we're recording it, spring is in the air. It's, mm-hmm. It is a time for puppies um, and kittens. In today's society, so many people uh, they have like baby showers for their new puppy, right? Mm-hmm. They have – it's all about the birthday parties. And we have a little dog party and we have dog dates mm-hmm. and, um, you know, really anthropomorphizing uh, with their pets, which is a ton of fun. I mean, if that's your deal, if that's what, you know, uh, I, you know, I have boxing matches with my cat all the time. Oh, put him up. Put him up. He's such a jerk. Wait, 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 wait. You have yeah. boxing matches with your cat. So yeah, you yeah. are boxing your cat. Well, you know, I go like that and he like bats at my hands. So, do you ever punch him? Do you ever just like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just give an uppercut. You know, no, 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 no. Cat's no. like, what? That's not how you. What? No, but if if I go behind him, mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll jump like <laughs> ten feet in the air. Uh, so yeah, your cat's so. not there for your entertainment, Jamie. Well, it's usually I do that uh, if he's like getting near something or on something or his claws on something he shouldn't. You're, you're probably one of those cat owners who puts masking tape on the bottoms of their feet just to mm, watch them walk funny. No, no, no. I will put tape on the counter, and so if he jumps up there, he gets the tape on his foot because uh, he shouldn't be on the and counter. And I hate that. Oh, I hate he hates that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so, but no, people have parties and puppy parties and birthday parties and doggy dates and stuff. Um, gifts, right? What should I buy? I'm looking for gift ideas. I'm going to visit my sister's new puppy, and uh, she's a, she's a serious agility competitor, and has two other dogs. 
So there's nothing the puppy really needs as far as agility or puppy needs goes. What can I get a 10-pound, 10-week-old mixed breed, very active dog? Yeah. What would be a good puppy gift? What would be a good – you got to go to a big puppy party. Uh, what are you going to take to somebody? You know, maybe an assortment of uh, latex rubber toys. Uh, okay. Because even if he's if he has some like squeaky right, right. toys, uh, they go through them. They go through them. Yep, yep. Uh, those little cush balls that uh, are sold for 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 puppies. Maybe a little Kong toy. You can never have too many of those nah. things. You'll lose them. So even though it's the dog that has everything, you know, it's a, a, an agility competitor. Um, yeah, just get some uh, just an assortment of um, uh, little dog toys and make sure it's age appropriate and uh, appropriate for the breed, size appropriate. And um, yeah, you'll be fine. So yeah, don't 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 uh, spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. Just uh, yeah, just pick up something. The, the the pet owner will be thrilled that you thought of their dog. That's it. Yeah. I found the 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 story. Okay. The the so is that a hey Brian? I see that self satisfied look in your is eye. that is that a snake in your pocket or <laughs> you just happy to see me? I'm always happy to see you. <laughs> snake charmer, man held in Germany found with python in his pants, mm-hmm. and he did a happy dance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just rhyming. I don't know why. Uh, all right, so the police detained 19 year old after they after a drunken row with another man, and they said a, they saw a significant bulge in his trousers. Mm. <laughs> a man detained by police uh, during a drunken argument in Germany may have violated animal welfare laws after being found to be carrying a baby python in his pants. Uh, police in Dramastat, uh, in west in the west of the country, said uh, he was being held. The police said he was being held Tuesday night after a loud row with another man disturbed residents. They said uh, he was searched, and they noticed a significant bulge. Uh, the man, 19, told officers he had a snake in his pants and pulled out a big 14-inch royal python. Hmm. He was taken to police cell where he was to sober up, and the snake was put in a box. Uh, speaking on Wednesday, the police said they were looking for the reptile's owner and examining whether the species uh, – uh, an appropriate transport for the species when they did have to move him. Uh, so there you go. So it wasn't one of these smuggling stories. No, it wasn't. I thought – yeah. I thought he was, was just drunk Yeah, with one of his so, friends and he had a snake <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> it's a, a good story. A 14-inch python in his pants. <laughs> and that leads us to uh, – our bad animal joke of the week. Uh oh, that's it. Oh, see these? I, I I lost it. Where'd it go? Funny, oh, good. Funny jokes. This is uh, that's too. That's like a story problem. All right. So, uh, did, did you hear about the stupid snake? No. Tell me about the stupid snake. Jamie. He lost his skin. <laughs> I don't know. Oh What's green, God. snooty, and whistles when it's rubbed when it rubs its back legs together? Jiminy Cricket. Oh, chimney cricket? I don't know. That's not a snake joke. <laughs> it's a horrible. It's a cricket. It's not even joke. a joke. It's it's. I don't know what it is, Jamie. I just I had to reboot my computer and I lost my good ones. All right, poop. All right, no bad animal joke this week. No. It's just crap animal jokes. <laughs> uh, that'll do it. I've had plenty. I got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're done with this show, but I think we better stop. <laughs> it's like most of our colleagues. I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for uh, following us on Facebook, Animal Talk Radio, all the socials, uh, Animal Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then uh, YouTube as well. We're going to throw some stuff up on YouTube here and there, some of these wonderful videos. I do and, have one question for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did the judge say when the skunk walked into the courtroom? I, I don't know. What did the judge say when the skunk walked into the courtroom? Odor in the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed that. I needed that. AnimalTalkRadio.com. Like, subscribe, and thanks for listening. We appreciate you being here. And uh, Brian, I appreciate you. And, uh, well, you know I'm happy to see you. <laughs> see you next week.